Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVPC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Well, welcome to episode 10 of The Pulse. We are so glad that you're listening again this week. Today, we have an opportunity to hear from Sarah Clute, our worship director. You know, it has been a busy season for you, Sarah, hasn't it? Oh, you know, just a little. Easter, <laughs> you know, some of those things. Have you recovered from Easter yet? Yeah, I have. It was great. Yeah, it's it was a wonderful time. Our team did a great job, and it was so fun to bring together so many artists and just celebrate the resurrection of Christ. That's wonderful. Well, one of the things that I was hoping we could do today is share a little bit more about worship because this last week in the service, um, Pastor David's sermon, Getting Real with God, touched on this idea of worship, and you shared a little bit about kind of why we do what we do, some of the theological background behind some of the aspects of worship. And so I was hoping that today you could touch on the three questions that you weren't able to uh, during service, but also maybe give a little bit of a recap in regards to what you shared on Sunday for those that that weren't able to attend. So, um, kind of summarize what it was that you shared during service, and then we'll get into those three other questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, Pastor David did a great job of setting up that theology, like you said, and he talked about Isaiah 6, 1 through 8, and that's a familiar passage to us. Um, Sometimes we read it at Christmas, too, uh, but it says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, whose earth uh, is full of his glory. And this entire passage is just Isaiah's encounter with a holy God and how it just brings him to his knees because of God's just incredible holiness. And holy, that word, if you're not familiar with it, just means set apart. So it's not like us in that way. Um, So knowing that God is holy, knowing that he's deserving of our praise, we... uh, we want to worship him, but sometimes the way that we worship in church, we need a little bit of translation as to why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, that's good. And so one of the questions we talked about was just this question of why are we always changing things or, or really why do we do new songs? Why don't we just sing the same Mm -hmm. songs or, you know, you hear the, the question, why don't we just keep singing these hymns? (laughs) And, uh, and that just comes out of Psalm 33, three, sing to the Lord, a new song. That's just all over scripture um, is this call to to create um, out of the way that we're created and so we we do new things and uh, you can listen more on the recording of the sermon but just talked about how God is a river of life um, he's not a cistern uh, yeah. just a bowl of water that sits there <laughs> that's a good analogy I, I love that analogy it just you know it was totally one of those God words that, that came to me while we were thinking about this and um you know, that the Lord is just a fresh river. And so we want to do new things. We want to let new things come into our churches. We want to let new things come into our community. Um, The next one we talked about was just, why do we even care about lights and decorations? Like, why do we decorate our stage? Why do we do things like a renovation Mm -hmm. (laughs) of our, you know, we're doing this whole gen to gen thing. And and we do that because number one, we want to be good stewards of the area that we're in and the, the place we've been given, but also 
um, we talked a lot about the temple. And the temple in the Old Testament is where the Lord actually prescribed in Exodus 26 uh, about how he wanted to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a pretty good way to look at things, <laughs> is to just follow what he said. And we, we obviously aren't just going to go pitch a huge tent and have curtains made of goat fur on them. Have you considered that? You know, I thought about it, but I just thought it might smell a little. So Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> we decided to not go that way. But what we wanted to do is 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 take the idea of, okay, there is this set-apart place, again, this holy place where God is being worshipped. The great news of the gospel is that Jesus came and made it so that we can go between, yeah. um, so we're not uh, away from the Lord. Um, so we want to, with all of our lights and decorations and things like that, be communicating that this is a different place than we interact with on a day-to-day basis. Another small part of that, too, is just familiarity for those who aren't familiar to a church. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might see fun things like Edison Bob's, you know, are really popular right now. So we use things like that, too, because they're familiar to people. Um, The last thing that we talked about was just why should we sing? And that's uh, I'll wrap that into one of our other questions that we're going to talk about here at the end. Yeah, that's really good. Well, there are three questions that you weren't quite able to get to. There mm-hmm. just wasn't enough time. And so I would love if you could share a little bit more about that. The first question that we weren't able to get to on Sunday was, uh, how does creativity play into all of this? How does creativity yeah. come into worship? Yeah, and I would say creativity is the heartbeat of worship. Um, in Genesis, I believe it's Genesis 127. You can you can tell me if I'm wrong on that one. Um but it says, uh, so God created mankind in his own image. Mm-hmm. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created yeah. them. And uh, that's just one scripture of several that point to the fact that creation, humanity, is a reflection of God. And so um, God being the creator, the creator of all things, God who we, t- we talked about on Sunday, the fact that God created our bodies with, as an instrument the fact that we can make different notes and different yeah. pitches and actually sound beautiful is something that cannot be of this world. It's totally a reflection of the Lord and his beauty and his glory. And so we, as as artists and musicians, use our creativity to point back to God. And we interact with the Lord as we're creating and ask him to show us his new things, show us his new songs, his yeah. new paintings, etc. That's really good. I have a guitar, and I've tried to teach myself mm-hmm. how to play guitar multiple times, but the reality is I am not a musician. <laughs> I can't paint. I can't draw. Mm-hmm. So what about worship for someone like me who's not a, a musician or an artist? Absolutely. That's one of my favorite questions. Um, the reality is we're all worshipers. We're made to worship. If we look at our day-to-day lives, we're worshiping something. Um, even if we don't know anything about Christ, our attention is going somewhere. I went to uh, a soccer game the other day, and I was just floored at the amount of just noise and praise the fans were giving the team. And I'm like, this feels more like a worship service than a Mm. game to me. Um, And of course, my background plays into that. But one of the things that we can rest in, in any area, um, whether it's music or our jobs or any area that's not necessarily our our specific gifting is that we are part of a larger body 
So we don't have to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Amen. Uh, yes, seriously, right? There's so much pressure release in that. First yep. uh, Corinthians twelve twenty seven says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. So if we think of the human body, every part of the human body has a different function, and they're all vital. They're all important. You know, um, we won't talk about the appendix right now, <laughs> but uh, everything has a function, and and that's people. That's the body of Christ. So musicians and artists have this function. And just going back to Old Testament scripture, you uh, there were the musicians and the instrumentalists and the artists that were called upon when they would do these uh, parades with uh, the Ark of the Covenant, which is where mm-hmm. the Lord said, my glory will dwell. And uh, the musicians and the artists were called to lead the charge there. But if you notice, they're not the only ones yeah. praising. They're just leading the people in the praising. So mm-hmm. in the context of music and things, everybody is called to sing. Yeah. Now, I said I'd answer that question a little bit about why we should sing, and I'll, I'll touch on that for just a second. Uh, there's more information, again, on the sermon recording, but basically there's 64 verses in Scripture, and I think a few more that tell us we should sing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but nobody likes to just hear that we should do it. You know, that's, that's against our human nature, um, but singing is is something again we're we're created to do our our bodies are created to do it we live in an imperfect world so we're not always on pitch yeah but if you notice if there's a group of people singing together you don't notice those people that are off pitch unless they're just trying to stand out you know um everyone together is a beautiful sound to the lord and like i said on sunday he's listening to the tune of our heart that's really good so let me ask you this last question Mm -hmm. we're talking about worship but how much should we worship yeah, right. And and this question comes out of uh, a understanding or a thought that worship is just the singing. Mm-hmm. Worship is just singing in prayer, and it's not. Yeah. You know, the great thing is that, like like I said earlier, with the soccer game, we're meant to worship, and we're going to worship something. And worship just means that our focus and our intention, our time, our, our resources, our energy are given to that. And um, so we need to look at, you know, our day-to-day lives, you know, daily, hourly, with all we have. Really, we, we are worshiping all the time. Yeah. And so our question as believers is, where is that worship going? It's good. You know, and so uh, just small examples, like in the grocery store, when we're treating people the way Christ would treat them, uh, then we are reflecting the image of, image of God, mm-hmm. and we are worshiping Him. Yeah. If we're not, we're worshiping something else. We're worshiping ourselves, our selfish motivation, things like that. Um, basically, every time we act rightly, every time we reflect Christ, we're worshiping Him. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should be worshiping all the time. That's really good, and that really ties in with what we're doing this this upcoming Sunday with Serve yeah, Sunday. Absolutely, and this idea of worshiping God through service. So mm-hmm. going out into the community to serve local organizations and individuals. Um, so our worship this week is going to look a little bit different. We're going to sing, we're going to have a short yeah. meditation, but then we're going to go out and we're going to worship through our actions. That's awesome. And it's going to be such a beautiful time. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking some of your time to have this conversation, to share a little bit more about worship. Um, what you shared in service was wonderful, and I do encourage you listening to go check out that sermon audio um, online or on our app. Um, but the thoughts that you shared today really helped to flesh that out and, and supplement and fill in. So thank you again for that. For those My of pleasure. you, yeah, for those of you listening, thank you so much for listening again to the Pulse. We hope you listen again next week.